It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome back for another episode of the Blue White Illustrated recruiting podcast i honestly don't even know where to start today we have taylor stubblefield news we have to hit on not really recruiting but we got to hit on that uh penn state gets dante cephas an hour after stubblefield is let go we'll hit on that as well penn state had a junior day with about 40 players on campus a lot to talk about there and they also hosted a 2023 official visitor in chimney onu let's get it started There's, there's so much going on, Sean, that I didn't even mention Malik McLean in the intro, who was also on campus this weekend. Transfer portal guy, of course. Um, where should we even start? Uh, do you want to talk about the NFL? Do you want to talk about your weekend? I mean, I felt like all we did was was work on Sunday. I don't know if you even got to watch the game very much. Yeah, I mean, that Jaguars comeback is probably where we should start. But uh, that was fun. Obviously, big deal. Uh, Taylor Stubblefield, no longer on the staff at Penn State. Wide receivers coach. He was here for three years um, and sort of abruptly parted ways with Penn State. Uh, Penn State put out a statement on Sunday evening uh, noting the immediate uh, separation of the two. That's very interesting. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, while it's been speculated because of the portal, because of the recruiting aspect of the job that, you know, potentially this was a guy that, that, that James Franklin would look at um, when evaluating his staff, I, I will say a bit of surprise, did not mean to or did not expect to pull over in the Wendy's parking lot in Huntington, Pennsylvania and start making calls about a coaching change. But here we are. Um, and then by the time it broke on Sunday night, uh, Taylor Stubblefield got ahead of it. He uh, put out his own statement. Um, there was certainly layers that you could go into from that. But uh, yeah, it's a definitely definitely something that, that took off pretty fast over the weekend. Um, I will say this. Uh, the reputation that he came in with was as a technician, as someone that would develop and get the most out of his talent. But the one hang up and we noted this you know if you're following me whenever you know I was obviously at a different job but when you were following me um when he came on there were questions about his recruiting ability and uh you know first week on the job belt buckle gate as we all remember um but uh yeah i mean he put together some solid classes but um when you're a wide receivers coach and ryan you know this as well as anybody when you're a wide receivers coach you are expected to be one of the most dynamic recruiters on your staff um typically there's a lot of things that play into that, but that's that's basically the way that it goes. Um, you know, I think I, I like Taylor Stubblefield a lot as a person. I think he's a very good coach, um, but I think the the, um, uh, the 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 holdups about his recruiting ability are certainly merited. So it'll be interesting to see which direction Penn State goes. I think they move quick. I think this is a situation where if unless James Franklin. Uh, was just flying by the seat of his pants for some reason. Um, I think he's he's probably got at least a couple of quality candidates lined up, and and he I know he would like to move quickly. So, be interested to see how quickly this takes hold because you know the portal is still a thing. 
Uh, recruiting is still big. You've got junior days coming up. Obviously, it was junior day this weekend. Ryan reported over the weekend or, or on Sunday that Taylor Stubblefield was indeed in the house for junior day. So things move quickly this time of year, and things certainly move quickly with Taylor Stubblefield. Malik McLean was on campus yesterday when this went down. I mean, I would love to talk to Malik at some point. I don't know if he ever will, but I believe what Malik came Saturday night, Sunday, when this all was going down, uh, they were hosting a transfer portal guy. So yeah. we'd and love to still, learn more on that. <laughs> and they're still trying point. to get him in for the spring semester. So like things apparently went well in that visit or well enough in that visit that they're trying to push him through and get him in for the spring. So, um, you know, I'm not saying it, it doesn't matter who the, the wide receiver coach is, but I think the allure of playing, you know, at Penn State, especially in this window, and this is something that you look at um, – the next potential two years for Penn state. And you've got the quarterback, you've got the running back, you've got, you know, your offensive line has come along. Things have lined up for, for, excuse me, for a good run for Penn state. And is this one of those situations where, you know, you just think you can get that much better at that position where you need game changers. You need guys to um, complement what you have already on the roster at those other positions. So I'm just wondering if this is a situation um, where they feel that they can have an immediate upgrade, not only in recruiting, but also in, in, in the guys that they can get into the portal uh, in addition to Dante Cephas. So I think that's a very interesting wrinkle is that there's so many things going on. And this is a time when coaches go out on the road, coaches are, you know, in that contact period and things like that. We're kind of at the tail end of that movement season. Um, the AFCA convention was last week, but you're kind of at the end of that movement season. But there are still movements happening. So um, I think that that's really the thing to take away from all this is that uh, I think James Franklin, when he's ruthless and when he's ready to think that he can take that next next step as a program, he'll make that decision. And I think that's what we're seeing right here. Do you think Taylor Stubblefield lets gets? I mean, this is this is maybe not the best of questions, but like, if they don't have Drew Aller, does this happen? Oh man, that's a great question. Um, do, I don't do think I, it does. I think you were about to I say do you, he gets like a bum rap for this. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah, I think he's right. a good coach. I think you know he's got a first round draft pick on his on his resume from last year, and you know you about have a top fifty argue. guy maybe in Parker yeah. too. And Parker, uh, Mitchell Tinsley came in, did well. I don't think he, you know, lit the world on fire, but I thought he did well. Um, the question you have is is how quickly you can get these guys, Keandre Lambert-Smith, Trey Wallace, eventually Dante Cephas, Caden Saunders, Amari Evans, those guys, how quickly you can get these guys up to speed. And I think that that's the question that you have coming out of this. So um, I, I think in hindsight, it probably makes a little bit more sense. But yeah, definitely, definitely a surprise coming this weekend. You know, the, the other two things I'd say is just Dante Thornton and Caden Prayer, they're both one into the porter and they didn't even portal and they didn't even sniff Penn State. And and we I thought when Dante Thornton was going in that this was I mean, there were multiple people saying, Hey, this is our you know, this is the guy for us. I mean, the, there was something going on there. And he doesn't even visit. So I, I don't know if that's stubs, I don't know if that's NIL, but I think the fact that Caden Prather and Dante Thornton both won in the portal, never visited and then I, I don't I don't know you can talk about Carter and all these other things like it has to have some impact with this I don't I don't see this the timing of it I, I don't understand what else would make sense unless there's something that happened that I don't know about I can't argue with that I mean especially when you look at the portal and it's tough I mean there's so many layers right now you mentioned Thornton I mean where did he visit Auburn Miami eventually Tennessee um, and I have been one one other in there I mean. 
that that seems pretty strongly to to an nil situation so mm-hmm. um but uh and and i do think this with as we get into dante cephas i think dante cephas was coming here anyway like there were there was the feedback that we got while Stubblefield was still on staff that um that Dante Cephas was going to end up at Penn state. Now I know that there's some academic things in the works. He's going to start classes at Kent state tomorrow. You know, there's going to be um, time between now and then but when he gets to campus. So you'd still like to add a McLean or add another name out of the transfer portal. Um, but you know, there's a, there's a lot, uh, there's, there's a lot happening. I think that probably Cephas more coincidental than anything. Maybe that's something where you, you go out and say, you know, can, can you announce for us tonight? Uh, I know if, just looking from the feedback or just judging from the feedback that we got from Penn state um, or we got from contacts and things like that. Cephas was ready to shut things down and didn't want to deal with it throughout the spring semester. And that makes sense as well. So, I mean, there's just a lot of data points here. Just uh, we're trying to connect some dots here. Um, And and again, I think James Franklin's going to move fairly quickly in filling this spot. So I don't know how many dots are left connect on that end. Um, But at the same time, it's uh, it's, it's a very interesting case study and how things can just, change and be flipped over in uh, in the matter of a weekend really mm-hmm. i haven't watched cephas a ton at kent state i'm not sure if you have i watched him a lot at penn hills uh, back in the day i always thought he was kind of a little underrated uh was kind of just always surprised that he ended up at kent state i thought he was a little bit of a better player uh at the time than than he deserved i don't know if academics were part of that or, or whatever it may have been but i just was always a little surprised by that uh, Sean, have you? I don't know if you watched him a whole lot. Compare him to to whomever. Uh, T. Frank always says Stevie Johnson. <laughs> he says Devontae Adams. If, if you want to compare him to somebody, Devontae we, Adams. We come all on, remember on, what Frank. Stevie Johnson looked like as a root runner, man. That's uh, you know that's something <laughs> that can can go in there. But I, you know, he's a good player. He to, to me, um, he's in that top tier. We we highlighted four guys that uh, were in that top tier in December. Cephas was one of those top guys. Um, did has done well against good competition. Um, you know, I think he's a starter. I think he's a guy that can come in and start right away for Penn State. And uh, there's not too many of them floating out. And we've talked about the different value in terms of how a guy fits in as a number one, number two, and number three. And I think some of that is still to be determined, especially given the uh, the progression of guys like Keandre Lambert Smith and Trey Wallace and some of those younger guys. But I think that that Cephas was a top target for a reason. And I think that he's a guy that you can look to to sort of uh, solidify this uh, this base. Very productive at Kent State, of course. Uh, very productive passing game all around at, Penn, at, at Kent State, um, as some of their guys have landed elsewhere. Devontae Walker, of course, going to North Carolina. Cephas at Penn State. I believe they had one other um, receiver that is transferring out as well that landed in the FBS ranks. Um, so a lot of talent there. Uh, Sean Lewis, very good. You know, well. Still don't understand coach. what happened with Sean Lewis there, but go on. Sorry. I mean, he's going to going to Colorado. Why wouldn't you want to go to Boulder? Getting, I mean, getting, <laughs> a, getting paid, I assume. I just, you know, you never see a head coach go on to be an OC. I mean, I assume he's getting paid. I mean, yeah. that's the thing with, with Mac these days is, uh, you know, those kind of schools. What are those head coaches getting paid? I wouldn't be shocked if he's getting more at Colorado. He has to be. Well, that, that's why we talk about, like, Penn State assistants, like, that could go get a Mac job. Like, we talked for, for years about Brent Pry potentially being a Mac head coach. And he was going to have to take a pay cut for some of those coaching jobs. So I think that that's really what you look at in the Mac and it's tough. I mean, the, the budgets are what they are. And, um, you know, as a mid-major football program, it's so expensive to run a football program that it's, it's very tough to compensate at a high level, have a staff, 
you know, be successful in that. And, and there's a couple programs that do a very good job of making the most of what they do, but it's very hard in the Mac. And uh, it's, it's hard for players in the Mac. I mean, this is a, going to be a different experience for Dante Cephas when he gets to Penn State, when he takes in the facilities, when he takes in the nutrition program, when he takes in, you know, just the level. And, and this is not a, a dig at, at Mac players or anything like that, but the level of competition internally is going to be um, that much higher. So I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table. Um, from uh, tying this all back into Taylor Stubblefield. I mean, I think Terry Smith was the guy here. Um, you know, Terry has known uh, Cephas since he was little. I assume uh, teammates with Tank Smith, teammates with Daquan Hardy at Penn Hill. So there, there's a bunch of Penn State connections there. And like I said, this is one that it's been pointed to, if not being done, being like right at the line for a couple of weeks now. And so I think Cephas, I do think Cephas would have been here without Stubblefield or with Stubblefield still on the staff. That's why I tried to drop that hint on the message board a couple of weeks ago or like a week ago. I don't know if you saw it, but like people were, were starting to freak out a little bit. And it was, remember we, we were hearing that going back to Kent State was kind of like part of the plan, you yeah. know, like, the, no, like we were trying to say that without saying that. And I think once we kind of got that out there, people people calm down a little bit. And then it ends up he's just going to commit anyway before uh, the spring. But, hey, look, he, he certainly had a productive uh, two seasons, or last two seasons at Kent State, 145 receptions, 2,100 yards, uh, 12 touchdowns, average 14.8 yards. What, what what those stat means long-term at this level, we'll find out. But, of course, with Drew Aller, uh, he's going to have a good quarterback. I think we feel pretty confident in that. Uh, we do need to mention Malik McLean popping up on campus. I think it would he come Saturday night, Sunday, Sean? I'm, His visit was Sunday. It was just a, a one-day thing. He was at South Carolina as okay. well. Um, this is one that we highlighted last week um, on the site as a potential uh, option for Penn State. They were trying to get him on campus. They ended up getting him on campus after the South Carolina visit, and it seems like things went well. I know Penn State's still trying to get him in for the spring semester. Uh, nearly 6'4", uh, rangy guy, uh, positive feedback from the kid from his parents and and, and things like that or from being around his parents and things like mm -hmm. that uh from our contacts so i think they they really like him and and if you're looking you know <laughs> penn state looked very bleak in the portal a couple of days ago um but you get cephas and then if you're able to turn around mclean that that's a pretty good haul right there uh this is a guy that started nine games as a true freshman um was a top uh recruit out of img he's originally from daphne alabama um numbers weren't huge kind of in that realm of Romello Brinson who visited from Miami, a guy that has a ton of talent. Um, he's got the frame, he's got things to work with, um, just hasn't really put it all together, but still has, I think three years left to, uh, to play. So um, you've got, uh, you've got something to work with there. If Penn state's able to get McLean across the line here um, heading into the spring semester. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Let's switch to high school kids for a little bit here. Chimney Onu was on campus this weekend. Official visit. Of course, a four-star prospect out of Dundalk, Maryland. I got to catch up with him late last night. And I think if you've been watching our, our show, listening to our podcast recently, which, by the way, subscribe, T. Frank. That's for you. Uh, I think I think we've made our opinions pretty clear on this. It, it 
this fits for Penn State. Everything fits for Penn State. Mom cares about academics. Mom has a good, wants them to stay close to home. You know, boom, boom, check, check. That works for Penn State pretty well. The thing that I, I will continue to come back to is how important will NIL be? Because Michigan State is just kind of playing on a different level, and that's where he's headed this upcoming weekend. But said said a lot of good things about Penn State this weekend. Mom's very high on academics, the whole, you know, we're going to get really something out of this college experience, you know, make you a better person, get you a job long-term, you know, not just talking about the NFL. He spoke very highly of all of that, uh, spoke highly of Troutwine, spoke highly of Franklin, answering all his questions, things like that. So we got the, the, the normal feedback you get. Now, my only question is just if Michigan State decides to throw a couple hundred thousand dollars at him, how's that going to impact this? Yeah, you got to check the priorities here. And like we said, an all things equal type Penn State uh, kid right here. Like, I think that uh, if everything was equal, I think he'd end up at Penn State. We will see what happens with his thought process from here. Because as we've mentioned here before, not particularly familiar with the process, as his mother is not as, as well. So, there are going to be many questions about that. And does, does NIL become a factor? We will see. Um, I, I don't think there's much more that you can say other than Penn State, I think, did everything that they needed to do to show him the place, to get him up, to get him comfortable, had him hosted by Golden Achumba, which is a really good you know host to have in terms of personality, background, things like that. Um, you know, I know Golden hasn't played, but three-time All-Big Ten, academic All-Big Ten um a guy from a similar area, you know, he's not from Dundalk, but he's from Bowie. So mm-hmm. um, there's uh there's a lot to like in that connection right there. And actually I think it's a good thing to see golden, um, you know, still, e- even though his career has not gone the way that he thought it would go, many people thought it would go with mostly because of injury. I think it's cool to see him out there hosting and, and putting Penn state in a positive light uh, for a guy like Chim- chimney. Ono. So, um, that's going to be one where Penn State's going to try and push. I think I imagine they'll go down and see him this week um, in his Thursday. Uh, Thursday, we'll go down yeah. and see him on Thursday and and try and push that one over the line. Um, try and just basically try and keep him from visiting these other schools. I mean, there's something to be said for on the prospect side to see every school that you can, but there's something to be said on the Penn State side from you know keeping them from checking out these other options and and, and shutting it down. So we'll have to see um, how successful Penn State is, is with that coming out of the visit. Yeah, he seems pretty dead set that he's going to be taking these two visits. And I, you've come this long, right? Now, I guess now <laughs> when you got people coming to your house every night this week, maybe I should check in with them next week and, and things might be different. But as of now, he certainly seems like that's, it, it that's gets what real old real fast, this process for, for some kids. So <laughs> I was I'm telling not, him that last night. I was like, how many interviews you done today? He's like, oh, I don't know, four or five, you know. And he, he hasn't been doing this for a year and a half like some of these other guys have. But, uh, Certainly uh, a tiring day, we'll say. All right, junior day. Uh, we'll, we'll finish with this. Uh, we're trying to spotlight a player each week uh, here moving forward on the BWI Recruiting Podcast. And I think this week's player spotlight is pretty easy coming out of this junior day. It has to be linebacker Anthony Specka. And the one thing I've always loved about Specka is he just tells it like it is. He's And he always has. Uh, sometimes I find myself interviewing him. I'm like, hey, uh, do you want this on the record, off the record? And he's always pretty much like, nah, go ahead, put it out there. Uh, so this week, anybody, I mean, I, I, I didn't hold back on the title this, this week, Sean, uh, pretty much, uh, as straightforward as you can be. Penn state is the favorite now. And that was not always the case with Anthony. Uh, I've hit on his recruitment a good bit over the last, uh, I don't know, six, seven months. Uh, th- this was Michigan state's to lose, uh, back in the summer. Uh, they, they had done a really good job kind of showing him 
you know, academically and all types of other things. And of course, Michigan was on the rise and they still are. Uh, and, and, you know, the, this was this was the Wolverines to lose. But it, it really all changed right before the Lash Bash. I mean, Specka was planning to go to the Lash Bash. That gets changed a few days before and it, it becomes just a personal visit. So he drives up, I don't know, I think it was like two days before the Lash Bash, has his own personal visit with the staff that day. And everything started to change then. He had a lot more time with Manny Diaz, a lot more time with Dan Connor. And really kind of coming out of that is when it felt 50-50. It was pretty much 50-50 throughout, I thought, uh, going through the season. And look, he is going to go to Michigan State here in two weeks. And I, and I want to make sure that that's clear because uh, they're certainly going to be putting the pressure back on him. But he, he made it very clear that Penn State's the team to beat now. Whether he's ready to decide soon or whether this goes into the spring, I think we'll we'll, we'll have a better feel for that after this Michigan State visit. He is going to Pitt this weekend, too. I don't want to overlook that. Uh, but this feels like a Big Ten East battle. It always has been a Big Ten East battle in my eyes. And Penn State seems to be the favorite at this point in time. Ryan, I'm just going to give you a chance to run that one back over because you 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 mixed in your Michigans and your Michigan States. It's Michigan that, that is the threat here. Yeah. Did I say Michigan State multiple You said times? it like three times, yeah. <laughs> My kid had a nightmare last night. I slept like three hours last night, guys. It was miserable. So Michigan, guys, the Wolverines, thank you for correcting me, Sean. Yeah, it, definitely it was not seamless. If, if it make you feel any better, it was it was back and forth between the two just seamlessly. So I even caught about that earlier. Hours. Hmm. Anyway, um, Specka, I, I like where Penn State. I mean, obviously, he he told you that Penn State is the leader, um, but it, it seems like just from checking around that that Penn State thinks that something could happen fairly soon. Um, you know, so I think that that's something to look into. I'm very curious to see: is he a true Mike? Is he a box? You know, I think he's definitely a box guy, but is he just a Mike? Uh, that's the question that I have. I know some of these schools have mentioned um, that, but Penn State's two linebacker positions are fairly similar, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him, you know, play some will, but eventually end up in that Mike role, um, a little bit bigger than he looks on film. You know, he's he's pushing six two, um, two two fifteen. I think he's listed at two twenty. Um, so there's, there's, there's certainly stuff to work with there. Um, you know, I think once he gets into college weight program, um, he, he's going to blow up and look like a traditional Mike. Um, one thing that you mentioned there is he spent a lot of time with Manny Diaz. I know Diaz is a fan of Specca, and I know Dan Connor has been very big in this, uh, in this recruitment. I don't know if Specca grew up idolizing Dan Connor or anything like that, but I think he's been more involved, um, from an on-campus perspective than you would get a typical analyst to be so does i mean is this a situation where specca models his game after dan I, it, it, there's just uh it, you know questions i have about that because it's been so prevalent for an analyst to be that involved so i i, I can fill you in on that it's it stems back to i think it was november 2021 dan connor was here in november 2021 right he's been here for two years now i believe yeah sounds right okay I'm it sends, it sends back to last it sends back last last season it, it just it goes to there was, he came up for a visit before one of the games, and Dan was just kind of the one he sat down with in the recruiting lounge. And it was just a good 20-minute talk. And and really, from that moment on, Specka's uh, opinion of Dan you know, just, just really grew to like the guy. So that's just kind of where it stems from. And I think, as I think, again, at that time, Penn State was not the team to beat. So they found some momentum there with Connor, and it's just kind of snowballed from there. So that's really where it goes back to. But, but Manny is a big part of this, too, because – Again, you know, when you have Brent Pry leave, I go back to last July and a lot of our talks were, 
hey, I like Manny, but I just don't feel like I've really gotten to know Manny yet. Uh, I guess they were having conversations, but not uh, as extensively. And of course, the, the 2023 cycle was the main thing there. And it was on Speck at the time, too, to also reach out to, to the coaches. I want to clarify that. But uh, just ever since really the fall, ever since that visit last July, uh, things have really kind of turned to Penn State's favor, and, and they seem to be the team to beat now. So we will see how it plays out. Uh, again, he is going to Michigan, not Michigan State, Ann Arbor, uh, this in two weeks here from now. So I, I, I just I want to keep stressing that because guys say things all the time after visits, and then they go to the other school that they really liked, and and it uh, you know gives them something to think about. But if I – Right now, yeah, I do think there's a real chance he could end up committing in the next six weeks or so. But let's see where he stands after that Michigan visit. Okay, Junior Day, Sean, I'll throw it to you. Just anybody notable from the list? I mean, we had a couple guys didn't show. If you want to talk about that, uh, whoever did show, I'll just kind of throw it to you to to finish this out. Just what what stands out to you from Junior Day? Uh, a couple guys that stand out. Uh, Chris Jones made it up. Um, this is a linebacker from Virginia. Came up on Friday. Uh, seemed to stay through Saturday, a bit of Saturday, um, and uh, enjoyed his visit. Oh, uh, he's been up to clarify. Let me clarify real quick. He just came Saturday. He was originally going to come Friday. Penn State asked him to just come. I think they clarified that like Thursday night or Friday morning. Because remember, the coaches hit the road Friday. We didn't realize they were going to. And, and James was down here in Harrisburg. Just long story short, Penn State asked him to change it to Saturday. He clarified that with me. I did actually interview Chris. So much stuff's been going on that I haven't been able to write it yet. I promise I will get to it here soon. All right, we can do that. Um, you mentioned we mentioned a little bit earlier. Keelan Adams uh, was up a good receiver group. Chance Wiggins uh, from Virginia as well. Brandon Winton uh, from Florida. So the, a bunch of guys that were up. And you you mentioned it. You talked to some of these kids. Taylor Stubblefield was a part of this junior day. So. Yeah. Um, that's very interesting and we'll see moving forward how quickly Penn State can turn that one around and get a new guy in hopefully you know for their sake before the next junior day um, the next junior day seems to be a little bit more focused on the 2023 run on class um, I, I don't want to call it an in-between junior day but there's more um, of those 2023 guys coming up and that's something they do every year and have a lot of success with um, so there's that um, but but back to this junior day Ethan Calloway Big, big kid uh, coming up from North Carolina. Nair Daniels, even bigger kid coming in from uh, from uh, New Jersey. And Blake Frazier, uh, the offensive lineman from Texas, came up. Good-looking kid, 6'5 and a half, 260. Um, you know, they've got something to work with in that next class. And uh, it's good to get them up and get them around Cooper Cousins, who was back on campus. Um, Cooper, at this point, is just like, always here um, you know and and that's not a surprise i mean he's he's a couple hours away very very um happy to be a penn state commit like i said if he can enroll now i think he could um but uh that's uh that's something to go with there but uh 2024 is looking looking pretty good they offered ryan gay from uh from georgia came up uh that was a name that was kind of kind of on the radar kind of not but uh 65 230 tight end that can run uh penn state uh, got a got a look at him and gave him an, uh, a new offer so um just looking down our list that you've posted on, on BWI. There's a lot of uh, intriguing names out there. Malachi Williams. Oh, no. Malachi Williams. Remember? We're, it, it's an inside joke, guys. Never mind. Uh, Malachi Williams uh, from Philadelphia picks up a Penn State offer as well. I interviewed him. Uh, of course, speaks highly of Penn State, what it means to him, being a Philly guy. We'll see where he goes. As soon as Penn State offered, by the way, I think it was JMU in West Virginia offered like immediately. Whenever I see that happen, I think of James's quote of how he always calls this a copycat business. It just always pops in my head. But uh, 
Who else do we? Who else do we talk to? What well, Keelan Adams? You you hit on Keelan. I got lucky that we just were going to talk at a certain time on Sunday night, and it was right after Stubblefield had been let go. So uh, he did open up and just kind of made it clear, which is, I think you would expect a kid to say this. It just it matters on who they hire uh, right. moving forward. But if you made it clear, everything else checks out, and uh, just getting to know James, you know, he feels confident that that Penn State will, will hire a quality wide receiver coach, but. Uh, it certainly surprised him. Uh, I actually texted him Stubblefield's tweet right before we talked because I didn't want to. I didn't want to catch him off guard or sidetrack him. So it is what yeah, it is there. Uh, yeah, I mean, but uh, go ahead. Yo, look did at you that see Nyer, Hold on. Do you see Nyer Daniels is three hundred and seventy pounds now? I mean, Huge. he certainly is. He's a he's a big boy, and uh, you know, being nearly six eight takes away from some of that. But yeah, that's a. That's a big boy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Um, we'll see how well he can move, but uh, there's that. But 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 getting back to Keelan Adams, I mean, that 2024 receiver class is going to be huge. I mean, you you look at what they did in 2023, where they just took one in Carmelo Taylor. Um, so there's space there. You know, I know you're working with the portal, but you're sort of working, you know, at a different numbers game when you talk about high school kids. So the next guy is going to have an opportunity to come in and, and try and make a splash. And we'll see if they're, they're able to do that. Like I said, with this window ahead of Penn state or seemingly ahead of Penn state right now is very important to get those playmakers, you know, find a guy that can come in early, um, find a guy that you can pair with uh, your supposed heir apparent at quarterback and go forward because this is such a, a vital time. You feel good about quarterback. You feel good about running back. You, you feel good about tight end offensive line. It's just that that receiver group was uh, was was really the question mark that we were looking at, and this is an opportunity for Penn State to um, make a quick adjustment, make a quick uh, 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 you know just sort of wipe that out and go with uh, go with a new not a new group but uh, a new opportunity for these guys. So I think that's a very important cycle for whoever comes in next as the as a receivers coach. I'll be curious to see if they can get a foot in the door with Tysier Denmark, maybe moving forward. Who, of course. Uh... You know, where where did Tysier commit to? Was it Oregon? Oregon. Where did he commit? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. It was Oregon because um, it was going to be Ohio State, and then Oregon yeah. swept in, and all of a sudden Oregon was was the leader. Penn State made a really good impression on them, but they're working against Oregon and Ohio State. So um, Oregon was the one that uh, that ended up sweeping them off his feet. Day-Day Farmer, of course, committed to Pitt. I'll be curious with that because Penn State was interested in Day-Day Farmer. Uh, Chance, Chance, Robinson. Chance yeah. Robinson. Yeah, there, there's, there's plenty of talent out there. But the thing is, is – you have Drew Aller now, and I don't think you're going to have Drew Aller for four years, so uh, or three years, I guess it would be. Uh, so it's, all, I mean, to me, it's the portal, the portal, the portal. You got to surround him with talent now, which is what they're doing. Of course, they got to get good talent in the 2024 class as well. But uh, for for the Drew Aller two years that Penn State fans are going to see, uh, they got to get they got to get quality guys in the portal around them, and they got one in Cephas. Let's see where things go from there. Sean, anything else before we wrap this up? Nope. Uh, great coverage on the site over the weekend from Ryan. Check it out. Um, continuing portal coverage, continuing uh, other coverage about everything. I, I would I would limit us here, but uh, it's about 1230 on a Monday. So by the time this comes out, we'll probably have something else to cover, given how things are moving quickly in January. So, uh, nope. Other than that, thanks for thanks for joining us. It's been it's been another good one. Keep an eye on the YouTube page. Uh, we're working to get Cooper Cousins on here soon. Uh, Steve Frank, if I put that out there too early i apologize maybe no one's listening at this point anyway but hey for sean fitz i'm ryan snyder appreciate you guys listening we'll be back next week 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.